All right. Well, welcome back, listeners. Welcome to season two of Fate's Rest. We're going to do things a little bit differently this time. Uh, I am not going to queue up a uh, recap of any kind because we're going to let you listen to the last season to do that. Um, today, we're starting off a little bit different. Today, we have a guest. Say hi. Hello. Hello. Please introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Hoots. I am the DM over at Gilded Rose Adventures. And Hoots here will be playing a little character to help us with some of the situation that was going on last time and help her own character situation. So. A little character, huh? Some gnome. <laughs> <laughs> could be a fairy. Uh, I actually think. Oh, it could be a fairy. I think her character's actually taller than all three of y'all's. Well, I mean, compared to most For of this group, we're pretty short, so I mean, it's not too hard to do. Fair. She's only like 5'11. Oh. Okay, then not. She's not super oh, tall. Zug's still taller. <laughs> <laughs> She's tall, but not that tall. Kelly's taller. It's okay. Right. She wins. It's fine. <laughs> Alright, so we, were, we are going to start off bringing in Hoots' character. And um, we're going to start off as she is getting ready to leave the forest. Okay. We're uh, going to pull in to, I guess you're probably getting your gear together and Yep. You're going, you, there's a couple elders standing there, and they are watching, and like, please, child, uh, be careful. This, the world outside the forest is very, very dangerous. I know, I'm, I'm always careful. Don't have to worry about me. Plus, I got my bow. It'll be fine. I'll bring back some people to help us get the cold back and then the other elder uh, yeah cuz uh, I'm tired of just sweating my tits off every day it's annoying <laughs> and I don't like it I want the cold back same cold's a lot more comfortable the other elder hands hands your character a key it's a black key it's like this should take you where it is you need to go to get help. Uh, just in any door. Okay, is there anything else that I should be aware of? Well, we have um, somewhat subdued the lady. Um, she may not stay asleep for much longer. So, if there is any way to get the gatekeeper to expedite the process, that would be lovely. I'll try my best. Please do, because a flaming forest is not the same as a frozen forest. Nah. It's not. My hair's never been this light. It's weird. <laughs> and they, the, the two elders, walk away. Alright. Um, she will go over to door? 
put the key in and walk through that. After checking to make sure she's got everything on her. And you forget the key in the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Magic key automatically reappears in her hand. Oh, <laughs> stand Contingency plans. Just stand at door, slap pockets, keys, uh, wallet, knife. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. And uh, as you walk through the door, you are transported to a very, very lively tavern. There is uh, people of all types, of all races and sizes and colors and everything going on in here. There's people playing cards on another table. There is a couple of little uh, little rats running uh, money to the bar top. There is... God, what health inspector okayed this place? <laughs> There's a ghost serving drinks. He literally uh, is just dying to go home. <laughs> and you could say it's a dead end job. Stepping out of <laughs> stepping out of the kitchen and back behind the counter is a very large black dragonborn. Uh, was I ever given a description of what the gatekeeper looks like? Everybody knows what the gatekeeper looks like, and this would be who you are looking for, this black dragonborn. At least everyone in your village. Most of the world doesn't pay that much attention to him. Gotcha. Uh, so, I'm clutching her bow. She's gonna, because she's a little overwhelmed right now. Never seen so many different types of people um she's gonna walk up to him and be like um i i need your help you need my help uh, yes let my me take a look home. at you so i can see where you're from And at this point, just go ahead and give a description of your character. So, um, she is a half dryad. Um, so she looks pretty much like a human, but she has, right now, she has this, like, emerald green hair. Um, like, branches and pine cones sticking out of it. Um, and she's just wearing, like, leather armor very like simple and holding a um, pine bow in her hand ah yes the dryads the keepers of Calamai that is Terra I believe um, you said you need help what is it child uh, it's warm it's not supposed to be warm, but it's warm. Oh dear. I see. Uh, well, I know what the cause of this is. Um, uh, it seems that the world seed for Terra has gone missing. Which, the thing that balances the magic in the world. 
Do you know how I can fix it? Well, we can fix Kalermai as uh, the lady may need to be may need be <clears throat> tongue tied may be needed to create a new world seed. just want my home to be normal. Right, again. right, right. You want the cold back. Yes. I'm not a fan of this hair color. It's not a good look on me. Then the what what we're going to need to do is we are going to need to call in Tara's three chosen champions and currently they are tied up to be present to, to be perfectly honest um, let me check in on them and I here and he pours a drink and brings you a plate of food give me a few minutes um, do not worry about your home. Time flows differently here. Oh, oh, okay. Before you is a drink and a plate of what would whatever your character's favorite food is. Probably like pomegranates. Oh wait, no, it's cold. They're cold pomegranates. Go with that. Pomegranates. Pomegranates like grow the. This is true. No, they're they're like blue. Yams are also a winter thing. This is also true. We're gonna go with blue poop blue cheese, Louise. Blue pomegranates. Blue poopaloo pomegranates. Words are hard sometimes. Love it. <sighs> also known as glacier fruit. This created a new item for the world. There we go. Achievement get. Woo. So at this point, Hoots, I'm gonna need you to go. You can either do my head headphone off or microphone silent. Either way, because we are going to branch out and find out what the others are doing. Thank you. He said branch out after talking about a dryad. Jeez, <laughs> Don't you know I'm on Do a roll? You mean trees, Louise? <laughs> Leave it alone already. <laughs> These dogs are going to be the death of me tonight. <laughs> All right. So uh, we. Um, you see the gatekeeper go back behind the ca uh, back behind the counter towards a secondary door next to the kitchen, and he doesn't come back out for a while. And at this time, we are going to pan out to our different friends, and we are going to start with Sug. Rude. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs>
Zug, please describe where your character was poofed to. Okay, so can I get a rough idea of how kind of decrepit and kind of like um, abandoned the area is? Like just right, like a... So as for decrepit, think plantation house from. Um, let's see, plantation house from. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, that was like old and falling apart. It's, it's okay. just old and falling apart. Like it had no one's. It doesn't look like anyone's been out dealing with the outside of it for like hundreds of years. All right, so kind of falling apart. Kind of you know, a little bit of stuff has kind of broken away. Some uh, uh, debris. So I'm going to assume the fields are basically empty, or just kind of Actually, full of weeds and. There, the fields are flowing with golden wheats and uh, this brilliant red amaranth grass. It seems someone's been tending the fields. Okay, so the fields are still up, but some of the like the building and fencing and stuff is kind of worn down. Correct. Um, so there's like a a main cabin. The main cabin would be kind of looking straight at that cabin out over a large bay where there's a somewhat debris of an old ring fort. Uh, it's kind of just empty. The path is probably a little little overgrown except for the areas where you would have walked to have come out to maintain the fields. Uh, there's a couple little outbuildings. Uh, I think the one that he would stop and kind of concentrate on, um, the roof has uh, collapsed on it. So you can kind of just see the daylight through the partially open door. And he's kind of looking around and he kind of has a bit of a, a bit of a twitch as he stands there. And uh, uh, this is definitely not where I went to sleep. I didn't think I got hit in the head that hard. And he wants to look for signs of life because apparently there is life here. I think as you're looking around, all the signs that you find, I'm not gonna make you roll for that, all the signs that you find tend to point you towards the actual plantation house, the farmhouse. And as you make your way forward, you just you, you you get this like nostalgic feeling in the back of your head, like oh. something's there, but they're not they're not speaking or they're not they're not making any noise. It's just like a feeling, like 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 something feels familiar about this place. Well, to be fair, it wouldn't be a plantation house; it'd be a longhouse. So I just kind of approach, uh, kind of a little bit cautiously, you know, not not really not only with weapons drawn, but definitely that like. You know, listening for if anybody is there, so he's not going to surprise a scared farmer and get, you know, stabbed or something. He doesn't, that doesn't sound like a good way to end your day. You get up there. And 
You said you make yourself known? Nate probably, as he gets up to the door, um, probably not going to knock because it's kind of, you know, worn away and decrepit, broken. I think just, gonna... to, just to emphasize that, as you go to open the door, it falls apart. I mean, he's not going to touch the door. He's going to kind of stand there, kind of take one look at it, be like, ah, that's not a good idea. And just, uh, um, I'm not here to cause trouble. I just kind of woke up out here. Is there anybody around? And you'll hear um, so from somewhere in the building. Please come inside and up the stairs. Double doors. So shrug. Go to open the door. Just kind of falls apart as he opens it. Like, okay. <laughs> I think actually, hold on. Um, so if the door falls apart, I think what he would do is he'd still have the uh, the handle as he goes to where he's told to go. Just kind of keeps it in his hand like, you know, had, sorry, but it broke. <laughs> That's fair. And you make your way up the stairs. and As soon as you're at the top of the stairs, it's a flight that kind of wraps around there. There's double doors right at the top. And um, as you come to the double doors, they open from the inside. Standing before you are 12. Very heavily armed. Uh, very heavy armor. Winged people. And they look like the statues you've seen, like the stories from old times, these these Valkyric Celestials that have been in all throughout history, have been mentioned all throughout history. But they don't look like the when you look at their skin and their faces, they don't look like these angelic creatures anymore. They're disfigured, some of their skin's blotched and some of them don't have hair anymore and what you'll notice is that they look more like changelings now and winged changelings to be exact he's gonna be holding the uh the handle of the door and just uh god uh, didn't survive the opening i don't know if you want it somewhere or anything and Still not completely sure where I am. That's fine. You can just throw that over there. We typically use the skylight. Uh, one at the there's one at the front of the or at the far side of the room, off by herself, uh, looking at a table. So I set the handle down, kind of. You're not gonna just chuck it over to the side, but kind of set it over to uh, the side there. So, do we have, or, I'm sorry, but who and why? The, the woman standing at the table, she stands up straight. Her wings spread out a little bit, stretching. 
Oh yes, you must be the other one. As she turns, uh, the the color of her armor and the shape of the helmet all give you these vibes, and you've a name comes to your mind, a name that you've said recently. A name of someone that you don't know who it is, but from a life that you don't fully remember, immediately pops in your head. God, it's a pop quiz time. <laughs> uh, this is... Hold on, let me, let me send you a message real quick. I gotta I got look up my pop quiz. Pretty sure that's cheating. Looking at the answers. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be better if he delivers this instead of me. That's why. Oh, I say the name. So it's kind of as this person's talking, you can kind of recognize the person and say the name what you're saying. So he's gonna kind of look, kind of squint a little bit. Uh, he does still kind of have you know, as he stands there, kind of has a little bit of a, a little bit of a twitch, twitch as he stands there. And he's gonna have like this little tingle in the back of his back of his head, and he's um, uh, I'm thinking the voice is telling me Selby. And this this winged creature, this winged woman, she smiles. She says, "So he is here." Hmm. This. This is good news indeed. Um, if he can hear me, he does need to know that although he may not may not like what I'm about to say, but um, it is what it is. We have been changed. We were once the, and this is for you to know, so he doesn't have to tell you later. We were once the great immortal celestial race from before the great calamity, of what you all call the calamity. Um, and we are all that survived. The 12 people you see in this room have survived this entire time and because we let Ira and she puts air quotes around the next word die uh, Leviathan her father cursed us to live as this until the calamity is finally defeated Permanently. Um, what I need to tell the other one is that he, although not technically corporeal anymore, um, he is 
the highest ranking member of our race that is still around. So we uh, cannot act without his permission. Uh, he's just saying that if he remembers it correctly, technically you outrank him. Technically, in combat, yes, but this is not combat actions. These are political actions that must be done, and we cannot do anything about it. Oh, did, so do you mean like, uh, so like my people have a elder of the tribe, I mean more like that? Yes, I got that. you. Um, he also wants me to tell you the city under the library. Under the library? Oh, that city. Yes, we, er, he, they, ah, it's all confusing. Um, they managed to break the curse down there. That is very fortuitous, as there is a lot we can do there. That may be a good starting point. If, and then, as if talking through you to this other person she keeps referring to, if with your leave, she says something that you would not expect father i would take my squadron and start to reintegrate that city to the real world because we are going to need their expertise uh well i'm guessing the father is the voice in the back of my brain but um he doesn't uh, let's just say he's very indisposed right now um, you should definitely do that very well if you would like this was and she kind of motions around to the building as old as it looks it is a lot older this was our or my childhood home so um, have a look around and see if there is anything that can jog memories I guess I don't know what it is you portals do all the time with that stuff I never forget anything. Alright. Uh, and then she'll nod to each of the others in there and take off through a hole in the ceiling. And all of them follow suit. So he's going to have a kind of a smirk on his head because of something that uh, the voice tells him as they go to fly away. And he's just going to chuckle a little bit to himself and start walking through the house. Give me an investigation. Uh, 
Well, that's uh, stellar. Um, <laughs> oh, no. That's an 11. 11. Ah, it's good enough for the first one. Well, I forgot how high the modifier was. I looked at my dice and like, hmm, that's a two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's <laughs> a high modifier. All right. I think as you're looking around this room, just the one that they just left, you find some some old books and some old photos. And you see photos of the this this family of winged celestials and there's this the two daughters and a wife and a husband this the, you start feeling a slight pain and ting in the back of your head as if something's trying to talk to you I'd probably find somewhere to sit near that photo to listen to the voice. I think as you hold the photo, as, as you sit near the photo and possibly pick it up, it holds true and you start hearing this voice and he starts saying, that's my, so that's, and his voice becomes more clear and more clear every time, for every word he speaks. Then he says this name one more time, which prompts you to say what he is saying. It's like a pain almost as he says his name. Oh, his name. That's what you're trying to tell me to say. Okay, I get you now. Oh, yeah. So he's going to be looking... He's gonna be looking, and now that he's, you know, hears this name in his head, kind of that squint a little bit, as it's just the, the force of emotions going through, a brain that's within a brain in all this uh, experience, and he's just, uh, so you're trying to tell me that you're Sig Trigger, and this is your family. Yes. Um, this voice answers you. As clear and as crisp as if someone was sitting right in front of you. And I think we can talk freely now. If that is even a thing that can happen. Uh, I mean, we're do I even need to talk out loud? Probably. It'd be easier. If you want your friends to know, I don't personally know what's going on. Well, that uh, definitely makes multiple of us, though. I do remember the cave where we found... I found this, and he's gonna lift the amulet up on his uh, on the necklace chain. Ah, uh, yes. And if you look into this amulet, the this thing has fully grown. It's almost a full. 
it almost looks like a full cased helmet around this stone now and it's like it's pulsing each time you hear the words come from this uh, it feels like it's pulsing it doesn't physically look like that but it feels like it's pulsing every time you hear the words speak from this from sick trigger he says ah oh, yes that's that oh boy if lessons are correct my memory is correct that may be and that is where we will switch over to someone else fun fun <laughs> I think we'll go back and do a little check-in at the tavern. Of course, there's still... Frey is still sitting there eating, and the black dragonborn still hasn't come back out yet. But the door rattles. And everybody in the tavern turns and looks at the door. It's very odd that it rattles and doesn't open. We'll go over to Callie next. Are you there, Neko? Oh, yeah, I am. Callie is next. I was just... I know we checked in at the tavern. I wasn't sure if Hoots was going to pop back in or not. I was trying to give a little bit of space just in case. I mean, Freya's just going to be too, like... Everyone else just relax him. Yeah. <laughs> She's still a little yeah. bit on edge. The usual in a new place. I do love the notes about the name. It makes me very happy. Alright. Yeah, so Callie. Describe where Callie was poofed to. Okay, so Callie got taken to a desert, so far as she knows. There's just sand everywhere, it's hot, it's dry, the jerk that brought her here is gone, but uh, you know, it's fine. Um, I know last time you said I didn't see anything around, like, as just the quick blurb. Can I roll a perception to see you if I see anything, sure like, of interest? Nineteen. Nineteen. Did you just roll double nineteens? Yes, I did. That's nice. Alright. <clears throat> so, as you look out through this hot horrible desert at the very edges of your perception just to the west you start to make out shapes now in the desert shapes are very welcoming because that means there's shelter probably unless it's and, you know a vicious predator who knows uh, um, or a mirage everywhere else you look there is nothing I think 
first she's going to take a moment just to kind of gather herself um you know she just lost her her dear friend and so far as she knows Yulby's still fighting and Zug is who knows where and it just it it feels a lot like failure right now that's a hard pill to swallow kind of collect it all and uh, decide that she's not gonna let whoever those people were win and uh, do what she can to get out of here and survive and help the others so she's gonna start heading for those shapes she sees she still has her ice armor for like an hour um, so she's gonna keep that on for the for the full hour just because it offers, you know, some relief from the heat. That's but. that's valid. So, that's as you're walking through this desert and heading towards these shapes. I think near the end of the hour, as this thing is almost completely melted away, you're actually almost upon what these shapes were. And go ahead and give me another perception check as you do that. physical dice failed me. That is a whopping 12. 12. Still good enough. As you look around, I mean, you rub your eyes a couple times, but you're not like overheated or anything like that, because this ice armor's kept you cool. It's kept you, kept your, your head on straight. And you were in a ruins. You, you've stumbled across some kind of ruins. And there is a small a small little pond maybe the size of a bathtub in the middle of it um i missed the opportunity to make the joke but you could say that you'll be or that uh not you'll be that callie was able to uh keep her cool during this walk <laughs> oh anyway okay so there are ruins um, am I imagining like generic stone ruins uh, so, or like, is there something special about them? I know there's a pond, right? Yes. But like describe what space I'm walking into. I think into. as you, as you walk into this space, these ruins feel familiar. It's not, you, you've seen the ruins on your island and they don't look the same, but they have this same magical feel about them and the, the energy feels somewhat the same and as you are heading towards this oasis or wandering around the ruins whatever you're doing um, you actually begin to see storm clouds rolling in and now Kelly may have never been to the desert before I don't know what she nope. knows but rain clouds Callie, for uh... a normal person going into a desert are very very weird As a just fun little factoid for the listeners, Kelly has lived on a island forest almost her whole life. Um, so water and trees is not very much not like the desert at all. Uh, so no storm cloud. Uh, she has no idea that that's weird. 
Um, but she will be looking around for resources and shelter. She saw the water. Also, it's very small, and that's a little weird. Um, but anything else that's here at all, and the, you know, shelter. Um, I was tr gonna try to hunker down for the, uh, for the storm, mm -hmm. I guess. I think as you, you, you find enough, enough of a spot in the ruins that overcover enough of you to, to get shelter from the rain. It just as it starts to touch down and rain. But as you're standing there, the ground begins to shake. The ruins begin to move a bit. Um, it's almost as if you're raising up into the air. Uh, and you, you, you feel as you after the rains were going a minute and the ground outside is wet and just overall muddy and sandy mess it's gross you feel the ground shake again with a thud it's almost like you hit something and then you feel this sense of weightlessness as it feels like you're going up in the air and then coming back down, you thud again. Okay, definitely gonna be um trying to look out at this point. Well, uh, give me a perception check as you look out there. The title of Callie's episode today is "How many perceptions hey. can you roll?" That one is a seventeen. Seventeen. That is more than good enough. I think as you look out, you can see the scenery outside, the dunes. And it's like you're moving and they're moving at the same time. And But nothing outside the area of the ruins is raining. It just seems to be raining over the ruins. And every now and then, the ground will get a little bit further away. And it'll get real close again. And then you'll move forward and it'll get really far away. And you'll move close again. Okay, so the ground moves, then the rain cloud moves, and the ground moves, and the rain cloud mm -hmm. moves. It's like it's chasing it. Yeah? yeah. And it's very peculiar, but um, seeing as I'm apparently riding on ruins now, I don't know that she can do too much about it. Um, she accidentally unlocked the legendary mount. You, um. you hear. After a couple minutes of this, holding yourself steady, you hear this, this very loud animal noise. And it's a very familiar noise. You grew up in a forest, you hear this all the time. And it's a, it's a toad croaking. And it sounds enormous. This thing sounds like it's a toad in a megaphone on a jumbotron. It's loud, ridiculously loud. Going to uh, cover my ears, but also attempt to figure out where the uh, source was. Just give me an investigation. That is ten. Ten. Well, 
what you surmise is the sound came from whatever it is that is moving the ruins. Whatever it is the ruins are on top of. Okay. And I'm riding a giant toad with ruins on its back. You start to get um, visions of something, or not visions, but it's like, like you start, something's starting to pop in your memory. Like something, like, why does this feel familiar? Um, I am going to start trying to get the attention of said toad. Um, like, I don't know, cast little, like, presentation, like, sparks or bubbles or whatever like to just try to like get it to pause for a second um because it'd be great if i didn't have to ride this toad to wherever it's going forever um i think every time you do this it like stops for half a second sees these things croaks and then jumps again okay that's not helping okay um Why is this familiar? Roll a history check. Oh, that one was actually good for once. That is a 17 again. 17. 16 on the die. You start to remember something from one of the very first tales in the storybook. And it starts to ring... Like, it's like ringing a bell to you. And one part of it in particular, about a creature that dwells in the Great Desert. Okay. I mean, this is certainly an unusual creature, and it could be the creature in the story. Did the story tell me anything about the creature or I don't know it doesn't happen to have a how-to guide on how to get down if it's running away with you does it <laughs> in the storybook the section about the great desert says among the dunes rests Phrynos Phrynos was once a great earth elemental that helped form the continents themselves when Terra was first built. He slumbers now within the great desert, waiting for the rain of the first spring. Okay, if this is him, that means that that's the rain of the first spring, which... entirely sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing but I will take mental note of that um, because it's summertime <laughs> yeah it's summertime also the first spring I'm, I'm fairly certain we've had springs before um, you know things like that mental note okay uh, I'm gonna go over to the little pond bathtub thing I saw mm-hmm Alright, and what are you going to do there? 
How deep does it look? Uh, it doesn't, I mean, probably about three foot deep. You could probably reach down in it with your arm and touch the bottom. Okay. Um, I'm going to use shape water to just move the water out of the, the bathtub. Okay. The pond. Um, just you, empty you it. You do that. It looks like skin. Like toad skin. Ah, I was hoping that would do something. Okay, put the water back. He can have his, his little pond. Um, okay. I didn't want to use my last spell slot, but I guess I will. No, okay, I have one more of this level. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and cast Fly on, her, on fly. herself. Alright, you do that. Tell everyone what that entails. Um, yeah, so you touch a willing creature, the target gains a fly, flying speed for 60 feet, of 60 feet for the duration of 10 minutes. Um, so, she can fly 60 feet per 6 seconds, you know. Now, uh, for, um, for Catley's fly, does this personify as wings or just flying in general? I think most definitely it would personify as wings. Um, hers being more like the, um, not, not feathered wings, but more like the skin sort of wings, like bats or dragons or that sort of style. Um, so she'll manifest these wings and try to fly up and off if she can. I know there's a storm outside, but you know. I mean, you, you fly up and off and... Within a couple of seconds, the storm has moved away following Fridos. Okay. Just going to take a moment to try to figure out what the heck she's supposed to do now, and then look around again for anything else to walk toward. Give me a perception check. You're still in the air right now, right? Yes, yeah. she's, she gets 10 minutes of this, so she's going to use her uh, vantage point. Mm -hmm. That is a 18. 18, all right. I think you look all around, and all around you is this, a, like a wet path of this toad hopping through the desert here, and then nothing else until you look towards the way that, that fraught the toad was going. And just near the edge of its path, there is a small village. You can see people moving around in the village. And the, or the toad does not look like it is going to stop. Of course it doesn't. Okay. Gonna zoom off that way. Um, I get 60 feet around. I don't know if I can catch up to said toad. I mean, we're not in combat. You can catch up to toad. It's fine. Okay. I'm going to catch up to the toad, and then I'm going to cast Ray of Frost at its nose. I think it, it stops, and the next croak that comes out of its mouth, and with you being that close to its face, it actually opens its mouth, and it has teeth, and... It has teeth? Oh, yeah. Weird. It's crazy frog. Or toad. I keep saying frog. They're not the same. And it like the the croak that comes out of its mouth is almost a roar, and it looks like it's about to start moving okay. again. 
yeah, you didn't have to do... Look. She just, like, covers her ears at first and then gestures, like, a big gesture as she can because it's a large creature over at the, the village that it was about to run into. I think uh, this thing croaks at you again. This really loud, roar-like croak. And... It's almost as if it's ignoring you and starts to move forward again. And you're and Callie is frustrated. She's she's got all this pent up emotion from her friend dying and this this failure that they just they just dealt with and her friends are missing. One could be still fighting and she's stuck in the desert and she's getting mad and you start to feel this power bubbling up from within you. You just roar as loudly as you possibly can. A very, very familiar roar at this fro at this toad, and it stops. It stops com moving completely. Would you like to act that out? Um, I am not sure how to roar into a microphone, but, you know. <laughs> um, insert sound effect here. Uh, but... Yeah, so she'll, I think, what, it, what it'll look like is more like she's trying to fly after it and, like, you know, casting little cantrips to try to get its attention and just getting more and more frustrated at it. It eventually will go and, like, fly right in front of its face. And I think her intent was to yell at it, like, in Draconic, like, curse at it. Um, but then this is what kind of ends up happening instead, just the anger and frustration coming out in this... So now she's just, I think her, probably her fly has run out by this time. So she's just standing on the ground in front of it. Well, I think after, after <laughs> it settles it down, darkly. you're, you're within feet of this village and the people in the village are freaking out. And this, this, this compared to this toad, this tiny little person just roared like a dragon at this toad and it stopped right before it crushed their village. And it looks down, and it cocks its head a little bit, as if looking at you with new eyes. And it leans forward and presents its nose, or its snoot, as if for you to touch it. She's standing there, like, catching her breath after having just run after this thing a whole bunch. And just, like, glares at it for several long seconds before begrudgingly touching the nose. And in your head, you will hear a voice. And it will say, A pact now forged between beast and mortal. This pact gives you ultimate control over this beast, while still letting it remain its freedom. As this voice speaks, this small, um, like, worthing tattoo of earth symbols, the symbols you saw in the ruins, kind of like weave up your hand a little bit. And they can be, they can move anywhere you want them to be, whatever, it's a sign of the pact. 
and this toad begins to shrink and shrink and shrink until it is a normal sized toad again. Um, the rain cloud stops and this little dry little dust begins to form around this toad and it hops over to you and vanishes. As you, as it does, you'll hear the voice once again. Call upon the pact. Shall you need the beast's help? Well, there are easier ways to get my attention than trying to kill everything. This is where we will switch to the last of our crew here. <clears throat> Yeah? Or are you not making a visit to the tavern again? No tavern this time. <laughs> and I think we will go to Yulmi. And Yulmi, please describe what happened to Yulmi. Well, last thing Yulmi knew, she was about, what, 60 feet in the air, flying with really cool wings. Um, and then just kind of poofed into a forest. Rainforest. A rainforest. This, this even fucking worse. It's wet and humid and disgusting. And I think uh, because you were in the air when you poofed, you fall five feet to your butt. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I'm surprised I don't fall from the canopy and I'm going to be glad about that. She probably would have gotten tangled up in vines. It's the worst. It's the worst. Absolute worst. She's gonna, like, get up and dust off. Probably not even dust off. It's probably all mud and shit. <laughs> uh, and I, I feel like she's just gonna see a bunch of... Uh, very luscious, exotic plants, for sure. You see banana tree. Oh, banana tree? Oh, she's she's into it. Um, but but right now, no, she she just got poofed. Where's her friends? Can't can't think about bananas and get distracted right now. Go ahead and give me, and I believe that would be endurance. Just flat endurance safe. Constitution, you know. sorry. Constitution? Wrong. I, I was that. like, what the fuck is it? I do that. I do that all the time. It's it's constitution. It's fine. Yeah. My brain is Give me that save. Give me a second, I'm counting. <laughs> Twenty-two. Twenty-two. I forgot you'll be as the queen of saves. Basically. And um you like it feels like you have a little bit of an upset stomach a little bit after what you did back in the in that, that building. Uh, yeah, she ate a magical egg thing. But she was playing keep away and it was worth it. You feel, I feel like she does like a little hiccup burp. Yeah, and you feel all tingly, like like you have an excess of magic that you're not prepared for. Blech. Too much. Um Every everything's awful. Um, I'm gonna look around 
And I bet it's just full of leaves and stuff, right? It is. Bush, um, plants. It is dusk. Mm -hmm. So do that what you will and roll me a perception check. I know the daylight matters to you, Yulby. It does. It's not great. It's not great. Nah, that's an eight. An eight. Nope. Well, I think as you're looking around, you don't really see a, a way forward, so you just kind of like find the path <laughs> of least resistance and start moving that direction. Well, the path of least resistance to Yulby's mind is climb a tree. Climb a tree. Well, that's where you can see, like, the best from. You get the high point uh, advantage, see what's around you. Well, would that be in acrobatics or in athletics? What do y'all think? Uh, I think it would be in athletics. I'd say uh, go with just athletics. trying to find... Yeah, go ahead yes. and climb up and give me a perception with advantage. So you want an athletics and then a perception? With advantage, yep. Okay. Athletics, that will be a 19. Climb the tree, easy. It's a banana tree. <laughs> Yay. And then perception, that will be a 17. 17. All right. So I think as you're looking around, probably snacking on a banana, that's right at the top of the tree. You, you see a, a small bit of a fire towards the north. Mm -hmm. And you see somewhat of a path just beyond the little section of brush that you are. Mm -hmm. Seems to be that there's someone stoking the fire right now. Oh, sweet. I'm going to go that direction because then it's at least a person to tell me where I am. Or maybe the assholes that sent me here. I don't know which one. I'm gonna climb down and go that way. I'm sorry I have a cat. And as you move that direction, you come across a small little camp. And there sits a very, very familiar goblin. Still <laughs> fire. Dizzy? Well, it took you long enough. How'd you get here? Uh-huh. Uh I kind of just came here after I sent you here. Sent me? Well, how did you do No, it was one of those people that I was fighting. No, I maybe maybe I should change the way I look and changes to this uh, doting old man from back in Liberum that helped y'all into the warehouse. Uh, I don't maybe not not this one and <laughs> changes to another form that y'all have seen before. And, and he switches through a few of them and says, no, no, no. And finally he comes to perhaps my normal visage would suffice. And Yulby will see mm -hmm. a man in this uh, gold-tinted leather armor 
who has skin blotched and grayed and somewhat disfigured. He doesn't look too much different than a human, but Yulby will know that he is a changeling. And, but the voice sounds familiar. It's got this like uh, silver lining to the voice, this, this innate charming to the voice, as if every word he says is trying to pull you in to a conversation. He says, perhaps I should stick with my natural form from this point out with you. She squints. Well, I guess if that makes you happy. You still don't know who I am, do you? And he stands. Well, you were dizzy, and now the old man and that other person I saw once upon a time ago, but... Uh, whatever, you're a friend, I guess. He stands and bows. It's like, I am Jack, god of luck. <laughs> okay. She'll put her hand out for a handshake. He grins and shakes Yulby's hand. Dizzy Jack. Jack Dizzy. Which I guess Jack would make you happier because that's that's the you you want to be now? Jack is fine. That's fine. Dizzy was once a real person. It just He died about 900 years ago. That's a long time ago. Yes. Yes, it was. So, I saved your friends first. Sent them somewhere where they could do something. Maybe learn some about themselves. I send, and I brought you to me. Because there are some things we should discuss. Okay. As long as they're safe. It is. It is. Well, but why a rainforest? Look at my hair. Look at look at this. It's poofing out. That's because you ate the world seed. The embodiment were... of pure chaos magic. Mmm. I did eat that. They were trying to take it. Honestly, it does not surprise me. Your mother was the exact same way. What? Oh yes, I know your mother. Your real mother. She makes a face. I don't know that lady. You've heard her name a couple times now. If you were paying attention. Um. Well. You. Young lady. Are. Well. There's no other way to say this. You are a demigod. You're a pretty straightforward <laughs> person. I don't think I could beat around the bush with you. 
Well, there are plenty of bushes to beat around if you need that. <laughs> he rubs his bridge of his nose. Yep, just like your mother. You were born to the goddess Ira and a mortal man. By the looks of you, probably a drow. Well, that's that's how I work. Can't really see that well, and I know other drows can't. That's fine. Um, well, there is a few things that you should know. Mm -hmm. uh, your mother, Ira, she did not die during the calamity. Uh, she died after childbirth because she had lost her immortality. How'd she lose that? He just points it to you. She willingly gave it up for you. You'll be like furrows or eyebrows trying to I guess make sense of it all because that's 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 a lot <laughs> she entrusted you your safety to me she was a very dear friend of mine and I went to the gatekeeper Gatekeeper? You've met him. Large lizard guy. Runs a tavern. Oh, that guy. Yeah. The weirdo. Yeah. He's a bit weird, but he exists everywhere and nowhere all at once. It's very odd. We took you somewhere safe. You were safe for about three years, but something happened, and you were brought back to this world for some reason. I was out of commission for this time. Uh, when I found you again, you were, it was, what, 19... 20 years ago or so. I had times weird for me. I'm immortal. Um, we found, I found you again at the arena. Yep. And he started turning into different people from the arena that you'll be would recognize. Uh, the gladiator that first called her uh, or first told her you'll be alright where she got her <laughs> name. Uh, the um, the one that taught her to fight the champion that she thought died during the Manticore battle it's like I have and then throughout her journey from leaving the arena to meeting up with the others he turns into different people that she's met along her journey there's a couple kids that she's held there was uh couple of the sisters from different uh, temples and 
He says, I have been with you every step of the way. I'm doing everything I can to keep my word to your mother. And in that time, you have gained the favor of my sister, the one you call the lady, and <laughs> Grandmother Rosemary, which that is surprising because she typically doesn't or isn't as friendly to people as she lets on. You'll be trying to think on this Grandma Rosemary person. I was like, oh, you, you mean the grandma that helped me make the bread? Yes, that. That is even Oh, I more still have special. some. Do you want one? You have bread that you made with rosemary. Yes, please. I would like some. She'll share some. Oh, this stuff is delicious. I want to figure out how to make more of it. You should look around I'll in this forest before you there. leave. There is cocoa trees here. You can make chocolate bread. Take that and their bananas. Um, but I'm, we're squirreling, we're squirreling. Um, you need to know, as long as that seed is part of you, until you can either get it under control or find a way to remove it from you, magic in the world is going to be unbalanced. Uh, things are going to awaken that probably shouldn't be awake. And things are going to change in ways that we were really hoping didn't happen. But, so long as you have it, what everyone is calling the calamity cannot fully awaken. He points off in the distance, and you see over the tree line, the very edge of your vision, uh, the the great cherry willow or the, the rainbow cherry willow uh-huh and you see a few of the leaves are have turned black but most of them are still this shining rainbow color that glint in the sunlight or the the setting sun mm-hmm. and uh, harlequin is doing everything he can to keep it at bay if those people who fought you in that temple get a hold of that egg, or you as you are right now, the world is over. Oh, so keep playing keep away. I got it. Yes. Easy. And while you're at it, you should finish collecting the gemstones from your mother's axe. Yobi will look at her axe. I only have... Two more. What, two spaces? As long, and honestly, the way things are going, as long as you continue on the path you choose is best, you'll get those gemstones. Now you're not sure how I got the other ones. Exactly. I think it's time you went to go see your friends. You're gonna meet oh, yeah, a place. Oh yeah, they're probably you, panicking. You're gonna meet a place 
your friends don't like. I'm sorry, it's the only way to get y'all back together. Uh, and he snaps his fingers, and a, uh, a door appears, like, between two of these trees that have, like, kind of folded over. This doorway appears. Mm-hmm. He says, just open that door. But the bananas and the cocoa first. Bananas and the cocoa. Yes, you can do that. Okay, she will do that. <laughs> and, and then when she's all settled, she'll go to the door. I think all three of you, all at once, in your different places. Uh, Zug, you go to head out the door after learning this to try to find your friends. And uh, Callie, you're looking for some kind of information and you head into the, the nearest shop or tavern or... Uh, building that you think is important whatever in this village it's up to you mm-hmm. and as um, yes I think she like she tries to walk into this village and like probably because they just saw that most people are kind of avoiding her avoiding her like the children are staring at her like holy crap yeah <laughs> so I think at that point she just picks like a random building that looks like it's like a public facing building mm-hmm. And we'll go inside, because it's like, okay, they were inside, maybe they didn't see it. And, and also, if I'm a customer, like, maybe they'll speak to me. So, it's just any any random building. Any random so building. So, maybe this one's like a, it's a tailor shop, I guess. So, the, um, yes. the door's broken for Zug, so what's going on here? There's, there's <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of doors in that building. <laughs> Let's say they shut the double doors behind you when you came in. Okay. Just because the uh, the exit door is uh, currently in pieces. Just just for just for <laughs> reference, it's, okay. it's been closed behind. Okay. And the three of you, as you all open these doors, you well, all. Well, Yobi's gonna look back to Jack though and be like, "Thanks for being my friend all those years." Of course, everybody needs one. And I'll be around if you ever need me. Just flip a coin, and he vanishes. Now she goes in. And as all three of you <laughs> walk into the door, you enter the tavern at the same time. Like you all come through. It's it's almost as if the door is wide enough for three people to come through at once. And you you see each other. You see large dragonborn come out of a back room. You see the Not tavern patrons. Uh, so... Me a point of oh, Yobi's gonna bring him into a hug. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm glad to see you're all, all right, but please let go. Oh no, this this is us for a minute, one solid minute. Just count one to sixty. So, <laughs> uh, at, at the hug, Zuck would kind of twitch a little bit, kind of like a little little twinge every so often. Mm-hmm. But. Well, well, we don't know that you've been doing that all day, so we're not going to ask about it just yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just saying. As you three are standing there embracing this large dragonborn, the gatekeeper, he says, All right, it seems you have concluded your... I guess their vision quest? No, maybe? You all saw something, did you not? You all learned something about yourselves? Somewhat, maybe. 
Uh, Callie's just gonna give him a flat look. Because the last time we were here, every question she asked him, he wouldn't answer. So she's not gonna answer his questions. I think Zug would kind of look at him. No, did not, actually. No, uh, Dizzy helped. Dizzy. Oh, yes. That Dizzy. Dizzy Jack, Jack, Dizzy. I'm assuming you all have questions. Lots and lots of questions. Yes, is there anyone around here that actually answers questions? I have prepared significant amount of answers for any of your questions. Uh, I am no longer bound to the rules that Leviathan set for me when I came here. So... I can answer any question you would like. But first, before I do that, I would like to introduce the three of you to this young lady. As what I think is happening in her home is precedent to what um, to some of your questions and you may oh, find answers there well she lives in an arctic forest it is on fire and it suits there let me bring them in yep i'm here okay cool so i will arctic- let her explain <laughs> Arctic forest that's on fire. That seems ironic isn't the right word. It's horrible. This hair. It doesn't sound fun. It's not. uh, Hot ice. That's typically water. You were... You were able to make it here safely enough. How long has it been on fire? Uh, text, do I know how long it's been on fire? Uh, it has, the temperature started changing about a week prior to this. To you leaving, to the, the gatekeeper. Okay. Oh, like a week ago? What does a week ago coincide with what we've been doing? Um, about a week ago for y'all, you had just entered, you had just gotten past the cave. Mm. Right, well, I don't know anything about putting out fires, but I do have plenty of water and ice spells I can try. Also, our guardian isn't her normal self. Did you try reminding her? Sometimes a good old bonk to the head works. Sometimes it doesn't. Makes them forget even more. But it's a win-lose. 50-50. You wouldn't happen to have, like, the reverse side of a mirror of fears, would you? <laughs> the reverse side. <laughs> oh, not that I'm aware of. 
So just just curious. Magic thing happened, then Arctic forest catches fire. Just wonder if they were connected. Oh no. Dizzy said that because I ate the egg, things are going to be weird. Well, but this happened a week ago. You just ate the egg less, uh, maybe this morning? I, I've, I was in the desert for a long time. I'm very confused about time right now. You'll be shrugs. I don't know. Um, we were in the weird fairy place. I don't know how time's supposed to work. I hear weird stories about all those things. Either way, we're getting distracted. She's going to look back at the dryad. Can you tell me a little about your guardian? Um, well, normally she's uh, white and has sapphire eyes, but right now she's like bright red. Yes, and what sort of creature? Um, she's a f she's a fox. <sighs> okay. Um, hey, Tex. What does the book say about the one of the elementals that lives in the Arctic? The book. Uh, since this is innate knowledge of yours, the book will say. I mean, I could just pull it out and flip through it too, if you need me That's to. That's fine. But... It's. I mean, it's. You've read. <laughs> Kelly's read that book so many times at this point. She'd do that just for just to show, like a like a like a show of a gesture. It's like, like I'm looking through the book, not even looking at the book. <laughs> just miming, flipping pages. <laughs> to be fair, she doesn't actually have to look at the book. It's braille. It isn't, it isn't braille. Yeah, she just has to hold it. But. And the story of the Arctic is. On an island, out in the far south of the archipelago, stands a massive arctic forest, home to Kalermai, Lady of the First Frost. When the world was created, she helped balance the sun's warmth all throughout the world keeping temperatures nice and temperate okay I know that this is a very serious moment and all but out of character you're sending us off to fix global warming <laughs> just saying <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you said the name was Kalermai? Kalermai. Right? Ka Kalermai? Kalermai, yes. Okay. Um, she's going to look over at the... Like, think for a moment. Look over at our dryad friend. And just... Would your lady perhaps be uh, known as, as Kalermai? Her. Lady of... Yeah. Frost? Yeah, that's her. I may have a way to help... I'm not sure if it will work, but it's worth trying. At this point, we're willing to try almost anything. She'll nod, and then look at the other two. Are you going to be accompanying me to help with this problem, or, or do you have other tasks you need to do? 
Ah, uh, the, 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 the other one wants to bring back some semblance of order. Is that a yes? I think, uh, Zug, I think you'll hear in your head. Can, can I take over, please? Might be easier that way. He's gonna kind of just shake his head. Uh, yes, he wants to help. <laughs> shake his head. No. <laughs> yeah, he wants to help. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be will just shrug. Like, sure. I'll come help. Gotta play keep away from the people. Do you have reason to suspect they'll be coming after you? I ate the egg. Probably wait until I try and poop it out or something. And Zog would kind of, <laughs> after hearing that little exchange, kind of that look of like disgust, but then kind of, uh, if it's a treasure they're after that is not available, then they're definitely going to try to come back. Uh, that's mm-hmm. how I used to make money up in the mountains. You come back after something threatening leaves your treasure and see if it was left behind or maybe get a drop on what stole it from you. Right. Well, if you are going to go help this young lady, I believe she already has the correct key to return. Um, I will warn you. It's going to be hot. Quite. So dress appropriately. Um, and when you get done and come back here, I will explain everything. Well, uh, lead the way. She'll say to Dryad Friend uh, Freya. You can call me Callie. Nice to meet you. Yes. You'll be able to hold her hand out. Uh, she'll hesitantly reach to shake it. Very but strong like, handshake. Grab. But also <laughs> she'll like grab like the wrist. Like. So, as, as you shake Yobi's hand, uh, you actually feel this like innate, like, it's almost like you're at home almost like it's this innate feeling that you're at home and it's it's very very soothing and welcoming you'll be grins she'll be like i'm you'll be all right it's nice to meet you you see you're kind of relax a little bit more uh so with all of that, just Zug has been the easiest address so far. I think with all your your hellos and introductions through, you all we all know each other's names now and know what's going on. 
uh, I think Freya would lead you through the door. Um, be- before we go through, I'm gonna say, don't interact with my mother. How will we know which one is your mother? Um, she's the biggest, like, widest tree there. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> I think Zuck would chuckle a little bit and uh, never do good with meeting the parents, so. Um, well, yeah, I'm just not good. We're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm good with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> you should be fine. Don't worry, Zuck, she, I got it. She's good with all of them. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh man. Okay, you go through the door, yes? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as you walk through the door, this is where we will stop for tonight. We will continue the adventure with Hoots next time. Ah, nuts. Alright. You're coming back a second time? Oh, Woo! I must, be, right. I must be good enough. That's because we're at an hour and a half. <laughs> We're also a this bunch is of special. <laughs> it's the first episode back. Obviously. Well, I went this far. <laughs> and with that, Hoots, would you like to say anything about yourself or your projects or anything like that? Yeah. So, like I said, um, I'm the DM at Gilded Rose Adventures. It is spelled completely wrong, cause math person, not English person. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are a live play, real play, five E podcast. Um, it's kind of like a wild ride, dimension hopping show. Um, the guys I that I DM are great, so it's a lot of fun. Come check us out, Ron just about every podcast platform out there you think of it we're probably on it so in other words your podcatcher of choice pretty much yeah that's all I I was I do definitely chuckle at the name of the podcast because it is a fun little twist on words even if it's unintentional yeah, we have we have a character we have a NPC that we say is the one that spelled it, and she's an AI. So really, math brain. <laughs> but that's all I got. Silver. Alrighty. Silver, that's your cue. I'm going. <laughs> Jeez, I was slow. giving Hoots a chance to just say what was left there to say. No, uh, speaking of podcatchers of your choosing and or choice, and maybe not choice, uh, don't do not do that. Anyways, uh, rate, uh, rate our episodes. We want to hear from you. Let us know what we're doing good, we're doing bad. If the puns get a little too crazy, um, we won't stop, just so, telling you now. So but <laughs> So many puns. Yeah, just uh, definitely, we want to hear from you. We want to see the ratings, five stars. Uh criticism bad good otherwise all of it just let us hear it 
And you know, those ratings on all the different podcasters, I'm pretty sure, podcatchers, I'm pretty sure they have like a word limit, right? So you can only find so many things to praise us for or complain about before you run out of words. Well, if you have more to say, hop on over to the Discord and keep yelling at us there. Or if you want to just like scream into the void of the internet, feel free <laughs> to like scream towards our socials. Uh, Fates Rest at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just just scream at us. I want to see all caps. Just do it. <laughs> and I'll wonder why that day, but then I'll realize this episode came out. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, as always, I will leave you with the topic of the week. And this time, it's those crazy solo adventures. When your party gets split up and your characters are all doing their own thing, whether because they are forced to or because they wanted to, I want to hear about those. Those are always fun. Especially the ones when you find out about an identity that nobody else knows about. <laughs> well, you know, maybe eventually he'll tell us <laughs> about it. Or an immortal babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> or you know you know when they talk about having a frog in your throat well now I have a toad in my arm and that's a little awkward but you know (laughs) (laughs) anyway I guess this is where we say we love you we love you bye bye bye